We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is... Giancarlo Navas and Ryan Goins. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is the Heapy Podcast. I'm Giancarlo Navas. I'm here with Brian Goins, and Brian has upgraded his um his wall of blankets, and it looks like a fort. It's a fort. It's nope. my fort. No girls allowed. No girls allowed. Welcome to the Heapy <laughs> Podcast. I wonder if any girls listen to the show. Actually, no. Why would they? Yeah. Yeah. Too much masculinity. We have a surprise for you guys today. The surprise guest is none other than Eric Reed of the Miami Heat. He stopped by my radio show, Panther Sports Talk Live. Do the voice. And we are going to replay that interview for you guys. Do it. Um, you'll also hear the voices of Oscar Baldazon and Alex Solana there on the spine. Did you edit them out? No, I kept them all. In that case, so Brian kept them. So but I don't, I don't think I like their questions. Maybe they won't be in. Well, if they listen or to maybe the show, they so will. Maybe. We'll, we'll Al- find out together. Alex listens, so. My boy, Alex. Anyways, welcome, uh, welcome to the show like eight times. Welcome. Welcome. Okay. It's so, like Disney. <laughs> Brian, what the hell's wrong with the heat, man? I think there's still a mix of different things like we discussed last week, but I think the most apparent thing has to be their defense. If you look at their, uh, I don't know if, what's the defensive efficiency rating, they're a mediocre defensive team. And I think that's apparent. I think if you have a bad defense, that this Heat team can't, I mean, they have a good offense, but just think about any middle of the pack team that's in the playoff contention right now. You can't have an average defense and expect to win. I mean, I don't know. What are 30 games over 500 right now? The Heat? Yeah. I don't know. But so I, I think if they continue playing like that kind of subpar defense, that's not going to bode well for them from now, even into the postseason. If they, they have to, they have to correct it. And obviously, we've heard these comments by LeBron, by Bosch. Well, Bosch went off on the team. Yeah, he said we suck. Like, blatantly. Just we suck. Some guy on Twitter, uh, like all the Bosch quotes, like, we suck, 
there's no passion, right? So he would take each individual sentence and then edit them in, um, like he'll put a picture of Chris Bosch and his birthday because his birthday party was last night. Uh, Happy birthday, CB. So it'd be like, I'm scared about how much money he's spending. No, hold on. Wait a second. So then <laughs> they'll put the quote, there's no passion. And then it's Chris Bosch literally popping a bottle yelling. <laughs> he's like, we suck. And it's him drinking with a bunch of people around him. So it was like all the Instagram pictures. Did you see them? Yeah. Like this guy was posting him with those like comments and I thought that was really funny. Internet these days, the man. Internet these like, days. like literally, we can have a picture of Paul George and have it memed. No, no, we're saving that. We're saving oh, that. Okay, we're saving that okay. at the end. We're saving all the Paul George. Well, but like, will, it's so scary how fast the internet. There pulls will these be things. Paul George talk. I promise the audience, there will be Paul George talk for sure. Like, who's the master of the internet that comes up with all these ideas and stuff? I don't know, but it's it's like, glorious. He's awesome. He's up to date. He's like the internet god. Who? Like he's on a like he's everywhere. Ooh. I don't know whoever posts all these like internet trends. Like they come out right away. Different people. I know, but I'm I'm still thinking like there's someone behind people. it all. No, there's. A... Anyways, like national treasure. Shut up, Ryan. Um, so you gotta find the map. So a lot happened. Behind the Declaration of Independence. A lot happened last week, as we try to uh, go back to some sort of seriousness. Uh, the Heat, the Heat uh, lost to the Celtics, which was kind of weird. They beat Memphis. You went to that game, huh? I went to Mike Miller Come Home Night, and I want to talk a little bit about Mike Miller Come Home Night. So, Mike Miller Come Home Night was cool because... Mike Miller was there? This this guy, Mike, comes out, right? So, Mike Mike Miller? Mike Miller comes out. Mike Biamonte? No. Okay, Mike Miller. No, he was there, though. Of course he was. Yeah, he was. That's your boy. My boy, interviewed. I have his phone number. Name drops. Just name dropping. Ah, I'm going to name drop so much later. Can't wait to name drop later. All but right. Okay, we got we got a lot for you. Today. We got a stacked show for you. Yeah, guys. we got a, we got a we got a we got a full show today. But I want to talk about the Mike Miller. So Mike Miller comes out, and the first thing that happens is he he goes straight to the Heat side of the court. Heat players are coming, and it's it's yucking it up, man. It's hugs. It's uh, Rashard Lewis jump tackled him. Oh, Udonis Haslam just ran up and embraced him. What did Berman do? Dude, Birdman was the first one there. Oh, really? Birdman. Of course he was. Birdman. You know, Mike. you know, um, did you, yeah. did you see this? I was looking at Mike Miller's page and I was looking at his recent photos. There, he's supposed, like, I guess he's selling underwear with Birdman's tattoos, like, as a graphic design. That's great. That's just great. I want one so That's bad. Tremendous. So, so him and Birdman are yucking it up. Rashard <laughs> Lewis jump tackles him. Okay. Okay. Udonis comes up and gives him a big man hug. Mike Miller. Picks up Dwayne Wade. He hugs him and picks him up. Wow. Him and LeBron do some cool handshake. And then uh, apparently LeBron was hilarious because Mike Miller was dying of laughter. And then everybody came over, Chris Bosh. And everybody was just yucking it up with him. Which I felt bad for Tony Douglas. <laughs> He's like, who the hell is like, this Like, guy? Tony Douglas didn't <laughs> go over there. Doesn't know who the hell this is. And Justin Hamilton. He felt so, yeah, him too. Like, they're just like, <laughs> man, they like him better than me. Because that's like, if I'm I feel bad, right? They're like. I mean, you must be going through your head like, they wish he was here and not me. They would trade me for him right now. Pretty much. Cause, cause they, on the basis that they just like him better. And it's not cause he's white. Nope. So they're yucking it up. So then the ceremony, Except by the way, for maybe Birdman. So, so, so they start the ceremony, right? And he, he, uh, Mike Miller runs to give Spa a hug. Aww. And right before that, he gets mauled by the team. Aww. Except for Tony Douglas and Justin Hamilton. Ooh. 
So it's everybody but them, right? So then they're hugging and it's like, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And then Mike Miller's literally doing a victory lap. He's doing a lap around the arena. Really? The crowd's yelling. That's so he's, cool. He's giving the coaches fist bumps. He's giving them hugs. How long was this? This sounds like it, it went up for 15 minutes. Fizdale gets up. He's like, yeah, what's up, dog? It was, it was beautiful. And then Wait, you heard him say that? No, I, 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 I mean, I saw. I mean, I was, I was in row nine. You're reading lips now? I was, in, I was, what in are you, Bill Simmons? Yeah, no. So whatever. So then he goes, he, then he's, he's, he goes to Eric and Tony. Boom, fist bump. Boom, fist bump. Goes to Mr. Harrison sitting there right next to E. Reed and Tony. I just said E. Reed, douche or no douche. Douche. So he, 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 he gives Mr. Harrison a big hug. He goes to the center of the arena to the roaring crowd of fans on time. Something I've never seen before. <laughs> oh, they were on time, which was, I was really happy. They played, happy uh, deck was on time. There was a video montage somewhere, uh, in between all of that. And, um, and it was really cool. And then when Mike Miller hit his first three, that whole stadium cheered for him. Me included. <laughs> Me included. <laughs> I totally just dropped my phone in the middle. Should check of if our screen's show. okay. We're going to find out together as an audience. Oh, it's fine. Okay. Lucky. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so the Mike Miller thing was awesome. So then there comes a point in that game that was the Heat were down. The Heat were were down two or something. Mike Miller takes a wide open three. Mad. <laughs> there was everyone in that stadium is like mixed emotions. He's gonna fucking stick it in us. Oh, it missed. <laughs> and then Ray Allen stuck it in them. Yeah. Old man dunk. 34 years old. 38 years old. Did you just call him 84 years old? No, I said 34. And then I corrected myself by saying 38 year old man. Uh How old is he? 36. I probably got that wrong. I think he's 34. He's some age in the 30s. And Ray Allen stuck it in the the, the Grizzlies and and, and, a little two hand jam. Yeah. Two hand jam. Two hand jam. Heat up by five. 40,000 on their feet. Sounds like a great game. It really wasn't, but not what I did there. So that was my. Did we win by like ten? Yeah, but it was bad. It was looking bad down five with like three minutes to go. Nah, that wasn't. That looked very fun, man. So then they laid. Considering all the other games this week, that didn't seem like that much of a good game. Well, then they, they laid an egg against <laughs> against the Pelicans, which I did not see a second of that game. Uh, I saw it. I was I was watching Nadal. I saw a second half. I was mm-hmm. I was doing uh, Sharapova and Nadal and Sammy Stozer. Good choice on you. You made a good life choice. The Sharapova one was great. That went three sets, man. Yeah, I wish I could watch. Which, that by game. the way, on a side note, Federer got snippy with me in the press conference. Really? Yeah, it's snippy. I, I basically called him old. And then, okay, heat related. Oh, here's your, here's your theory. The day I interviewed Federer <laughs> and I basically called him old. All right, well, tell me exactly what the word before word was or the interaction. I, um, so you're at the press conference. I raised my Federer hand. is at the press table. You raise your hand. Hi, I'm Drew Carl Navas. No, 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 that's not how it works. For FIU Media no, no, Relations. No, no, that's not how it works. So, okay. so the, the lady, I raised my hand. I was like, ooh, meet me. She didn't call me twice. I was like, meet me. <laughs> and then she she points. I mean, I'm not going me me me. I'm I'm, I'm raising one finger because I'm classy. I'm just like raising one finger. You know, trying to sit up high. It's like pre k Yeah, exactly. So uh, so she All you had to do is add the <laughs> yeah. So she finger she mouth. calls on me. You know, she's like you. I mean, she then she doesn't say you, but she points right. Right. So so I uh I go 
uh, Roger, you don't say, I mean, that press conference wasn't, you don't say where you are. So just like Roger, I go, great athletes overcome everything. They, they overcome all sorts of injuries and all sorts of things. They get to the top of your profession. You have to live by doing that. At what point is your body not going to let you overcome something? No matter how much you want to overcome something, no matter how hard you work, no matter how bad you want to, when your body just won't let you. Essentially, I just call them old. I was like, at what point is it going to be too old for you to play? He sure knew he's calling of not number what one I test wanted player to dude. say, but that's how he interpreted it. So he's, he pretty much disagreed with me. The point of that story is that night he and Dwayne Wade took a picture together and it said 32 years old and they think we're old. And I'm thinking, man, I wish Roger was directing that at me. I hope he thought about me when he put that up. Hope he thought that. Hope he told Dwayne Wade, hey, this punk reporter today. Yeah, from FIU. What f- that you? guy. And then they took the picture, 32, and they still think we're old. Man, because I was the only one who asked anything negative about Roger that day. It was all like, <laughs> Roger, you're the greatest. And listen, my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite athletes of all time. But I like to think Roger Federer and Dwayne Wade targeted me. Note to self, John Carl Navas. <laughs> With the self bitches. So that was that. So then the Heat lay an egg against the Pelicans. LeBron tweaks his ankle or something. Beasley played well, but he didn't get minutes apparently. So it, so this, we're back in 2009, 2010. We've, we've yeah. somehow backtracked. You know what's funny about when the Celtics game? The fans, hold on. When the fans were clamoring for Beasley. <laughs> no, because this upsets me. Okay. I remember it was a point that the fans were clamoring for Beasley. That's all they wanted. They're like, Beasley. Oh, man. I was Beasley. Like, back, no, Beasley. Da- <laughs> back then, I was in forums on the Sun Sentinel, which they used to have. I think they deactivated them like two years ago. I think there are about 10 pages full of comments of warning. Udonis has him out of the starting lineup in favor for, for Beasley. Yeah. No, Beasley was starting. Well, back, there was a point in time where Haslam was starting over Beasley. No, Beasley yeah. was a six but man. Beasley was starting, but Haslam was closing. The problem was Haslam was closing games. Beasley well, there, was. There was both occasions. So, so like, we're back where we were. Four, five years ago, okay? Yeah. Like the Heat fan, the Beasley has brought up like... Did you see that Celtics lineup? I find that fascinating. Did you see the Celtics lineup? Haslam was in a game, Beasley, Wade, Chalmers. Heat plus Bosch. And Jermaine O'Neal became Chris Bosch. And there was there was another guy there too. From Beasley, that Chalmers. Team. Beasley, Chalmers, Haslam, right? Haslam, Wade. Wade. There was a fifth guy that was also in that 2010 Heat. James huh? Jones, but he's on the bench, buddy. I thought there was someone else. Oh. <sighs> Maybe you're right. 2010 Heat, man. But still. That made me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> so happy. 2010 Heat. A dog needs to stop barking. You're the only one that notices. Well, my mother too. You and my mother are the only two that notice that. I wonder if the listeners can hear that. I swear to God, I wish I had a shotgun right now. <laughs> the dog has been barking the whole show outside. He's been neutered. And I don't know if, I don't know if the, I doubt the mics picked that up. You think the mics picked that up? It's- can depends how good I am at post production. Okay, name dropper. Like you're not. <laughs> well, I think this is as good as time as any. We're gonna debut <laughs> a brand new segment, guys. Okay, because Brian complains that he doesn't get enough talk time. Brian complains that he's abused and used and all sorts of stuff. So today we're gonna unveil the segment. Uh, what do you want to call it? Brian's fun minute. Brian gets exactly. We had one. a name. Ah, what was it last week that I don't we came care. up with? It's it now was... Brian's fun minute, and forever it will be Brian. No, no, and there's another name so, for it. Well, there's going to be an image right here. Why are you telling us this? Because I'm going to put one now. You have to get up and do that. 
No, there's no. I don't have the image ready. You I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make one in. Yeah. Why would you tell the audience that? Because it's brand new. But why would you tell them I'm gonna put the imaging in? They'll just hear the imaging. And okay, maybe this that. is for me. Okay, well, so when I look back and they'll hear us blabber for thirty minutes. I want to discount thirty seconds, but I'm not. So, okay, here's Brian's hot minute. So that Malaysian plan, huh? Did you hear about it? You heard about it? Are you asking a question? Did you hear about it? Brian, this is your minute, not you talk to me minute. I think it's underwater. Or is it? I think you have like 40 seconds Maybe left. the UFOs took it somewhere. Or maybe it's stranded on a deserted island just like Lost. Just saying. Just saying. And you think the Chinese and Australians have found all the debris? They haven't found anything because you know what? It's not there. It's gone. I mean, you really use your minute. I mean, you really use your minute for that. Just saying. This is why you don't get to talk for Okay? Because you do that. Because it's fun. I give you a minute to say whatever you wanted. That's what I wanted to say. Whatever you wanted. You default to Malaysian plane. Did you hear about it? Brian, everybody's heard about it. Just saying. And that concludes Brian's fun minute, which wasn't fun at all. No. It was bad. And that was terrible. Do it again. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should be totally ashamed of yourself. So now that Brian's done with his fun minute, we're gonna get back into something like he talk. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Jose Pineda and a story about Jose Pineda. Jose Pineda is the Spanish radio voice for the Heat. And I just did a story on him. I did a profile on Mr. Pineda. You can check it out at FIUSM.com slash sports. The story is called La Voz, the Spanish radio broadcast voice of the heat or something to that effect. I forget what my headline is. Regardless, I do the story on Jose Pineda. And, and I'm going to trash my FIU editors right now. I'm going to, I'm going to set them ablaze. I'm going to back you up too. On the internet podcasts. Got your back home community thing. So I do this story and, uh, you know, I work real hard on it. I, I thought my reporting was good. I talked to Mr. Pineda for around an hour. I talked to Eric Reed of the Heat. I talked to Michael Biamane, the, uh, the in stadium announcer for the Heat, who is also classmates with Jose Pineda. And, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, maybe a, a newspaper article will run like what, like around 800 words, Brian? You well, know, if it's a feature, yeah, that's, you can, that, that's pretty long. Between eight hundred a thousand words, an eight hundred word story is you know pretty pretty sizable. So yep. I, I give my editor about a, half a page. I give my editor a thousand words. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, I, I gave him a nice thousand word story, like boss. You know, that's a pretty big newspaper story. Like what else does that for you have? Whatever. That's, the point is, he gets a story. Your job is to edit it. Uh huh. I get a call from Jose Pineda today, and he's like, "Giancarlo, loved your story." It was great. I really liked it. You know, he was being very, very nice. And and then he's like, you know, I want to give you some pointers. I want to tell you about some stuff you did wrong. I really want you to get better. And he was very nice about it. And he informed me that 
I misspelled the name of the Pope or a Pope. <laughs> and I did not capitalize Radio Shack, which is honestly my bad. <laughs> but that's what I have fucking editors for. Okay. Like correct the spelling of the Pope and make Radio Shack a proper noun if I forgot it in the a thousand words that I wrote. So what did the editors actually edit? Nothing. They, oh, okay. So we have this thing that they don't like Pineda, said Pineda. They like Pineda said. Do you mean the AP style? Yeah. So like if I quote, um, I like the heat, Pineda said, that's what they want. They don't want said Pineda. So they edited all of that shit as Pineda said. So pretentious, man. They didn't fix the Radio Shack as a proper noun or the name of the goddamn Pope. And I said, God damn. Pope, it sounds like an editor that really needs to bad. lose his like, position. The fact that I said that is really bad. So. Is that, is that editor a senior? Yes. Oh. No, he's not. Well, if he was, he's even not. if he isn't. The point is that that is me setting ablaze my editor. So that was fun. Sucks. Anyways, back to heat talk or more like heat talk. Play the blazers tonight. Wait, what was the Pope in your story? Man, there's a lot of stuff. Like the the Pope makes an appearance in my story. Doctor J makes an appearance in my story. What? Don Shula makes an appearance in my story. Uh, the word cow eyes make it makes it in my story. See, like the modern day Forrest Gump. It's really cool. You should check it out. FIUSM dot com slash sports. La voz Jose Pineda, the Spanish radio voice for the Heat. Great story. He's a great man. Very interesting story. Strong tease right there. Check him out. Strong tease. Damn. Follow him at at La voz. I think something like that. And uh special thanks to Eric Reed and Michael Piumani for helping me out. I couldn't have done it without them. They did a great job. You read. You read. Give me quotes. Douche or no douche. You read. No douche. Anyways. Portland tonight, Chris Bosch's birthday. Happy 30, CB. Greg Oden, former team. Starting. Dwayne Wade out of the lineup. Not Brian starting. Thoughts. Well, I read an article today, which is really interesting. I don't even know. I think Bleacher Report reported it, but I read it posted on the Miami Heat Inferno forums. So I'm going to give credit to whoever posted it there. It was rather long. But it was a very in-depth interview that uh, Bleach Report did with Tim Grover about Wade's abandonance program. And I think the key points were basically, it gave you insight into how Wade's been um, undergoing this whole management thing. And like I mentioned last week, the Heat have been telling us, or he's been telling us actually, that it would take him about six months for the shock therapy session to really bring him back to a level where he feels comfortable playing, you know, night in, night out. And I think what was really interesting was that as of recently, which you've seen now, like his past seven, eight games, he's averaged over 20 points and stuff. It's, it's some, some of the things that Tim Grover was kind of worried about was Wade's contribution on back to back nights and also on nights where, cause uh, his schedule is he takes these workouts, right? And he has these recovery period of time. Like if he plays during these afternoon games, like on Sundays. <sighs> See, now, now you're making me nervous. What? <laughs> what? Because you, because I know what you're doing. You're talking. I know, but continue just, just, talking. Just, I'm looking at you. That doesn't help. I was playing with my microphone. Yeah, yeah. While well, well, totally well, giving listening. me this really, really like, what are you doing? I'm this, just, this, this peculiar stare. Just go. 
just Wei can't really play back to back nights. Why? And, and because this is, this is his therapy thing. Like he takes these the really intense workouts. No, no back to backs, Dwayne. According to Tim Grover, that's how, how it long, was for a while for until now. Until no, until now, until actually. Now. He's not playing. He's, he's not, that's why he's, that's why you see him started to come back didn't, to form. Didn't play Saturday. Okay, well, that that's, was a this is still back. part of the man's. They're not so they're not playing back to back nights. Yeah, he's still man's for even till the playoffs. It, how long is he going to be this? And you know what? You have just inspired me to try to get Kim Grover on the show. Oh, I want to so talk. Awesome. To he has Grover a book. Now. He has a book coming out. Okay, good. He'll promote the book, and we'll get him on the show. Ooh. Talk to college kids, and then subsequently oh. the heat beat. See, like hey. I, I whore out Radiate FM FIU Student Radio to get guests. Like Amari Sarmar. We're supposed to have Cooper Moorhead on a couple weeks ago. Jose Pineda. I said the recording stuff at FIU didn't work. So Amari Sotomayor. Yeah. Perhaps making an FIU appearance. From your New York Knicks. Thank you, Greg Schwartz of Knickerbockers. Let's see if you can come through. Anyways, um, going back to the Tim Grover thing. So, what I was saying is, basically, Wade's been on his maintenance program. As we all know, it's because we want him to play well during the playoffs. It, it gave a lot of insight to how Wade's been really handling all this, and a lot of it's mentally. So, if you read some of the quotes... I don't have them in front of me. I mentally? want the pre- I want, yeah, mentally. Mentally? Yeah. He thought he was old, just like you were saying. But he is old. Okay. Well, that's, that's what Tim Grover's been trying to preach to him. He's not old. Well, he is if old. If he starts thinking like that, then his body, it, it has to do with his mind affects his body, not his body affects his mind. Listen. It was really interesting listen, one I read. Dwayne Wade. I don't have the quotes in no, front no, of I'm me. I'm telling, I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at Tim Grover. Okay. Dwayne Wade has meniscus removed in college. To play March Madness or to play a Final Four game or something. I don't remember. He had his meniscus removed in college. Final Four. He plays like an animal for the first eight years of his career. The ninth year, he starts to slow down. We're in his tenth year even more. It's not mental, Tim Grover. Brian. It's both. No, it's not. It's that his knee's f***ed up because he got his meniscus hey, removed hey, in hey, college. Hey, 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 hey. He's a hot had knee problems. Russell Westbrook's knees are fucked up. For the last, I don't know. Russell Westbrook's knees. Derek Rose's knees are fucked up. They're going to be healthier than Dwayne going forward. No, they're not. Well, I mean, probably not in the future when he's Dwayne's age, but he has chronic tendinitis. This is never going to go away. I don't care how much Dwayne Wade thinks he can or believes in himself. He's not. It's a conversation I had with Fetter. I'm like, I don't care what your confidence says. He's like, I wasn't confident last year. I'm like, no, your back was f***ed up last year. That's why you played like shit. This year, your back's not f***ed up. So you know what? It has nothing to do with your confidence. It has to do with your back. Dwayne Wade, your knee's shit. It's not your confidence. It's your knee. It's workout regimen. It's maintenance program. He's playing well because he barely plays. His legs are strong. And the days he has to play back to back. His knees are strong. The day he goes to another team. You think this is going to happen? Like, if he leaves Miami. But here's the thing. He doesn't have to play a back-to-back night in the playoffs. So these rests that he needs, he, basically it's recovery. He needs, he needs recovery he for his knees. He goes to a Western Conference team. You, you tell the Western Conference team, I can't play back-to-backs. Well, I'm talking about the postseason right now. Well, we're talking about Dwayne Wade in the future. 
Okay, but we've had this Dwayne Wade maintenance program for a couple of years already, and in the playoffs, he still plays like. Sh-. No, I think this is really last the first. Year, this is the first dude. Right, really he gone. was this good last season. But he played. He played. He, Brian, he's he missed was, he twenty games this year. He hasn't missed those until like he's but really Brian, had surgery. At this time, he hasn't had year, surgery at all. We were in the middle of a twenty-seven game win streak. Okay, that he was averaging like twenty-seven points on fifty-something percent shooting. I like, understand. Don't you remember that? Like, yes, this, we did this last year, and we went to the playoffs. Yeah. And then he hurt himself because he was in that winning streak, and you saw him. When did he hurt himself, he, Brian? He had to pick his spots. We all saw that. He picked spots. He didn't play well. He had, like, two or three. Exactly, because he was injured. What, he had one good game in the postseason? Like, that's all I can remember. Like, if you tell me how many good – he had one good game. Game seven. Which was game – two good games. He played well in game seven, and he played well in game five. No. Game four. He played well in game four. Game he played well in game seven. That's it. So, like, we've done this before. You don't like Wade, do you? Oh, I love Dwayne Wade's my favorite player. Dwayne Wade's probably my favorite athlete of all time. I'm just saying that we've done this before. Like, I'm not going to get tricked by it. I don't care how good he looks today. I don't care. And we're going to play Indiana on Wednesday. It's going to be a nice test to see how his health is. I mean, he does well against Indiana. Roy Hibbert doesn't bother him the same way LeBron bothers him. And we have to see going forward, you know? Just like Greg Oden. I'm actually excited to see Greg Oden on Wednesday against Indiana. Ooh, the Leviathan versus. You know, Andrew Bynum's hurt for the rest of the year almost. Um, definitely. Why are you saying that smiling? Because <laughs> I don't like the Pacers. I don't care. You don't. So, I mean, anything that, that goes against them. Like, say that. Like this Paul George story That's, makes me we're smile. Gonna get, we're going to get to the Paul George story. We're going to get to the Paul George story. But makes first, me smile. we have a new segment to unveil. So, Johnny, what's this new segment that you're starting up? Can you hear this? Yeah, I can hear it. Okay, so what athletes, what basketball players have to send a message in a bottle, an SOS, to get them the hell out of wherever they are? What guys need to leave their shitty situations? Anthony Davis. New Orleans, that guy. Man, when, he's going to be stuck there for eight years because this new CBA. What does what his message in a bottle say? What the f*** a pelican? Please help someone get me out of here. Eric Gordon sucks. Oh man, he used to be so Tyreek Evans. Let her go. He's not problems. good anymore. Uh, not not true. He's on my fantasy team. He's averaging twenty five and six. He's not averaging twenty five. These past twenty games. That's not possible. That's because Drew Holiday's out of the starting lineup. Drew Holiday still hurt, right? Yeah, he still hurt. He also has knee problems. Anthony Davis is like... Every point guard that was an all-star has knee problems now. I mean, like... Rajon Rondo. Anthony Davis is like, get me the hell out of here. I have no help. And I'm stuck here forever. If he was on the Bulls or something, would he be an MVP candidate? Of course. Of course. Uh, Have you seen his numbers, though? No. That's so awesome. Just... I I think... No, not yet. Maybe next year. I I think that... I think next year. I think they'd be reluctant to give the MVP to a second-year player. Brian, do you have a nominee for who needs to get the hell out of the situation? Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony, get me out of yeah, here. Yeah, so jazzed. They're on an eight-game winning streak, though. I thought they lost last night, huh? Did they lose? I think they did. Well, whatever. They won eight of nine. Still better than he, yeah. Bill Jackson sprinkled yeah. some magic dust on Carmelo Anthony and says, you can't leave yet. While Carmelo sending messages in the bottle to Pat Riley, get me out of here. I'll take 14 <laughs> million. 
Uh, I heard the Rockets are trying to make some cat space for him. Yeah, you know they can trade a Sheik and Lynn because of those backloaded contracts. Yeah. Give New York back Jeremy Lin. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so <laughs> ironic. They, they, they could trade a Sheik and Lynn because of the contracts. For oh, Carmelo Anthony man. in a sign and trade. That's you'll get that. Me. And 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 uh, a Sheik and Lynn are expiring. Wow, that'd be an awesome team. You got yeah, Parsons, we have... you got Anthony. Yeah, look out, watch out, Everly. So, Carmelo, get me out of here. Houston, Harden, Miami. Howard. Damn, that's, Houston. that's like the best starting five in basketball. Houston, Miami, save me. Get me out of here. Although Wade James. Bosh and Anthony. Greg Oden. <laughs> well, you don't ever know. Chalmers might not be here next year if he wants that five, six million dollar deal. Some some team like Memphis might give him that money. Rajon Rondo, help me. Yeah. Get me out of here. Yeah, that team's not gonna be good for a while. It's like uh, it's like Patrick from SpongeBob when he comes back to his house and he sees all those eyes under his house. Who are you people? That's what Rondo said when he walked into the Celtics locker room. Kelly Olynyk. Anybody else? Um. Kevin Love. Yeah. Kevin out of here! Well, he can leave next year. Kevin Love, been fantasy. Restricted Kevin free agents. Kevin Love, get me out of here. DeMarcus Cousins, Isaiah Thomas, together. Get us out of here. <laughs> They're sending out an SOS, Brian. I thought that team would be really good this year. Sending out an SOS, those guys. Sending a good team for the sake of basketball. Thaddeus Young. Andre Drummond. Get me out of here. Andre Drummond. Get me out of here. These guys got to go, man. We got to get out of here. Take the songs over. That was it. Those oh, are the man. guys. That's such a good song. An SOS. Sending out an SOS. Sting, my friend. And that concludes. What does SOS stand for? Mm, that's a great question. I don't know. I thought I learned that in an episode of SpongeBob. We've made two Spongebob references too many today. You can never have enough Spongebob references. I hope Michael Beasley's listening to his show. He will love it. Be easy. Be easy. Super cool bees. Okay, so I uh, the much anticipated Eric Reed interview will now, uh, we're going to put this on. Uh, See, we have a loaded show. We still haven't got the Paul George talk. Nope. And I had to just make the executive decision what comes first, Eric Reed or Paul George talk. But I, I feel the Paul George talk has to be saved for the end. So um, we're going we're gonna to play for you guys right now the Eric Reed interview. We're going to play segments of it, you think? No, we'll just play the whole thing. It's really long. It's a 20-minute interview. I'll play segments and we'll put a whole one on another podcast. I'll, I'll put both. I'll put this podcast plus I'll put the full interview up on, on Spreaker and on iTunes. Okay, so Brian's going to... Brian's going to pick and choose. I'll do both. Yeah, so okay. you guys can listen to a whole unedited interview, and then you can listen to a portion of probably the best of. Okay, so we'll do, we're going to do best of right now of uh, me and Eric Reed. And uh, if Brian decides to use uh, Oscar Baldazon or Alex Solana's questions, uh, he will because he's going he's gonna to. We don't have that sound chopped up now. He's going to chop it up later. So this is Eric Reed, three-time championship broadcaster of the Miami Heat. On, on Panther Sports Talk Live, you can check them out on WRGP Radiate FM, 88.1 in Homestead and Kendall, 95.3, 96.9 in Broward. Damn, you're so good at this. Man, I've gotten good. So here's the interview. Hello, Eric. Yes. Hi. It's me. How are you, finally? Is this John Carlos? Yes, sir. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. And yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. 
Well, thank you for joining the show. It's my uh, it's my great pleasure to introduce three time championship broadcaster Eric Reed to uh, FIU Student Radio. Um, Eric, I want to get right into it. What's going on with the Heat, man? Well, they've been struggling uh, certainly in the month of March, and over their last fifty, you know, over their last uh, nine games, they've lost six of them. But more than that, I, I think what, what's starting to hurt the Heat is just a real lack of consistency, on, uh, especially on the defensive end. Uh, I mean, you know, the numbers at this point of the season, I think, uh, you know, are a little bit telling. And, and the story that it's telling is that the Heat has gone from one of the best defensive teams in the NBA to, to a, a mediocre middle-of-the-road defensive team. They're 18th in the league in the field goal percentage they allow, which is probably the truest indicator of how effective or not that your defense is. And, you know, you know, in losing six of the last nine games, you don't need to be a scientist to figure it out. You know, in the last nine games, they've allowed 101 points per game. In the last six losses, they're giving up 103 points on 48% shooting. They just allowed two, you know, you know, less than average teams, Cleveland and Boston, to both shoot over 50%. You know, that, that, that's, a, that's a recipe for trouble for Miami. And uh, it, it takes a lot of effort uh, to play defense the way the Heat play it when they're playing it at their best. And right now that effort just has, has not been consistent enough. And, you know, they're already a weak rebounding team. If you're going to add a struggling defense to that, I, I think that's sort of adding up to six losses in the last nine games. Well, Eric, and the odd thing is about the defense is the Heat have gone bigger this season, away with a lot of the small ball, and they're playing Chris Anderson and Chris Bosch. Greg Oden is starting. Greg Oden is getting minutes. So they're going bigger, and the defense is suffering, which is odd to me. Well, it's, it's, it's not the size. It's, you know, the, the size, I think, has helped Miami. I, I think uh, having Chris Anderson and Chris Bosch in the lineup together and uh, Odin and Bosch, I, I think those are effective duos. Uh, you know, the Odin thing I like because it's Spolster did it to, to guarantee Odin minutes. It, it was hard to sort of fit him in sometimes in the second quarter. And then very frequently, Spo would have a hard time going back to Odin in the second half. So this guarantees Odin, you know, his 14 to 15 minutes a game, I think. I think that's what Spo has in mind, you know, six or seven minutes to start the game, six or seven minutes in the third quarter. And uh, I, I potentially like that a lot I, in terms of uh, it gets Odin in it, it, uh, on second nights of a back-to-back when Odin won't play. It injects Udonis Haslam back into the lineup. I think that has already been a thing and, and can continue to be. But, you know, the defensive issues, you know, go way, way back. You know, it's not, they've been they've been nagging at the heat all season long, the defensive issues. And I think the defense is, in a way, is getting, you know, instead of progressively better, it's sort of drifting farther and farther away from where it needs to be. And I, I think that really is the focus for the rest of the season. Uh, I don't think it's, for me, it's no longer about catching Indiana for the top seed. It, it's getting back to the basic way the Heat have won the last two championships. And, and that all starts with great defense. And, and you know, Spol- Coach Spolster has said it, you know, repeatedly this year. And I love the quote. It basically is, we know what championship defense looks like. And, and you know, we're not seeing that right now. So that's got to change if the Heat hope to repeat. Eric, how much of the defense is the Heat aren't trapping on the pick and rolls anymore? They're, they're kind of shading the ball handler, which in turn, you're not creating the turnovers that you used to create. Because when you get a turnover from a guard at the top of the key, you know, you're, it's a straight shot to the basket, and and that has spearheaded their offense for so many years. How much of this defensive struggle is they're just changing the way they're defending the pick and roll? Uh, I don't think they have. 
what, what the Heat do is very, you know, different from what most teams do. They have so much out of their bigs in, in pick and roll defense, and and so on. and that's what makes Chris Bosh, you know, such an extraordinary versatile defender. He, he's able to hedge out on a pick and roll and guard a perimeter, and then quickly rotate back to his guy. But what usually happens defensively, I think, not just with the Heat, but with any team, if you get beat at one spot uh, against a good team. It might lead you to get beat two or three passes down the road if your rotation is not as good as is your opponent's passing, and 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 that's why it takes multiple efforts to succeed defensively. And I think another thing that's hurt Miami this season defensively, I think it's really been fatiguing because they're not a good rebounding team. Uh, they give up so many offensive rebounds uh, and get hurt with second chance points. And even if you're not getting hurt by the second chance points, I think it's deflating and fatiguing when you've just defended for eight. In the 24 seconds, and then you got to do it again, and maybe even again on the same possession. So, you know, more consistent defensive play, ending defensive possessions with rebounds. And I, I think if you want to talk offense, you know, Miami certainly is at its best. They're they're still forcing the second most turnovers in the league and scoring a lot of points off turnovers. But when Miami is forced to play half court, and you got to play a lot more half court in the playoffs, um, you know, there is a tendency. You know, we know the Heat at their best when the ball is moving and. interesting about this team is that they're still leading the league in offensive efficiency yet their three-point shooting has suffered all year and I know we have to attribute a lot of that to Dwayne, LeBron and Chris are one, two and three in field goal percentage at the rim but the three-point shooters have struggled. Ray Allen has come on as of late. What do you think is going to happen moving into the postseason? Well, I, I think the three-point shooting you know, and it's a good observation by you Giancarlo, but I think it's directly you know, related to, to ball movement. You know, Miami, uh, you know, I think you probably agree with this. If you think of when Miami is an effective three-point shooting team, it's off ball movement. It's off penetration and bringing defense in. That's what this team was built, built for. for you got two of the best basket penetrators in the league in, in LeBron and Dwayne. Uh, Mario Chalmers has proven to be effective getting by his man and, and creating for others. He's got 20 assists in the last two games. So, when you're getting your threes off ball movement, you're in rhythm, and those are the threes that go in. Uh, when threes come off isolation play and end of shot clock situations, I think you're going to tend to see the three-point shooting go down. So, that, in my opinion, that's why Miami's three-point shooting has diminished a little bit because the ball has not moved quite as well. I wanted to bring up Bosch because I feel like he never gets enough love. And I see a completely different Bosch this year, a much more aggressive Bosch. Uh, do you see that, and and why do you think the change this year? Well, I don't think there's been a I, well. The one the one change in Chris is you know, and Eric Spolster has talked about it a lot. How he continues to sort of reinvent and expand his game, and, and I think if you look at you know, if you take any great player in NBA history, one of the common things that all of them would have is that they continue to get better and improve both grow their game, change their game, adapt their game, you know, uh, uh, with, you know, with experience and with age and with the know-how of, you know, 
work the way it has unless they were all able to subjugate their egos and put team first. But what Chris has done, listen, he's one of the game's gifted uh, perimeter shooters uh, of guys with size. He's so valued and underrated as a, as a defender. But what, what everybody's noticed is the kibosh craze that has taken over South Florida this year. <laughs> you know, Chris, Chris uh, you know, he, last year he had a career high 21 threes. This season, he's already got 60. Um, yet, you know what I've noticed? If he relies on it too much, uh, that's a problem. He's 4 for 19 from downtown in the last four games. But the fact that you got to go out and guard him out there, and, and he draws opposing bigs all the way out there with him, he's mixed up his game well where he, he uses his drive a little bit too. I love it when Chris is aggressive offensively. Uh, I think in the playoffs, even more will be asked of him because not only do, do the Heat need Chris to score, but they need him to rebound. And, and, and if there was any one thing, he really struggled. Dwayne and Chris struggled offensively in Boston on Wednesday night. Uh, without LeBron, those guys, you know, have, have an obvious burden, and uh, they really struggled. Uh, you know, Wade and Bosch in that game combined for 23 points. I mean, they needed to each score 23 probably in that game to win. But, but Chris did have 11 rebounds, and, and I think that's important for, for him and for the team, especially in the playoffs, but I think he's had a very good year. He is a super valuable player, a great guy, a great family man, and uh, you know he's very fortunate to have Chris Bosh. Eric, last thing before you leave, the pressing question South Florida's always wanted to know. How did your catchphrase, kaboom, come to be? Was that something that was premeditated? Did that happen in the moment? Could, could you tell us? You know, I would say almost, you know, close to 100% of what I do on the air is never premeditated and I think that's the fun of, of my job. I've been with the Heat uh, for 26 seasons. I've been a play-by-play broadcaster in, in basketball for almost 40 years now, believe it or not. I'm 56. I've been doing this a long time. Um, and the fun of it is the fun, 80. You cannot script out a, a live sporting event and, you know, sort of like tippy-toe three uh, about Antoine Walker the first time I ever said it was, was absolutely the first time I ever thought it. Um, with, with Kaboom, you know, Kabash came to me spontaneously. Kaboom is actually a funny story that I've told often. Uh, I was in a, in a cab with Dr. Jack Ramsey, who was my broadcast partner for six seasons with the Miami Heat. This was in the mid nineties, maybe 94, 95. And Jack and I are in a cab on our way to the United Center in Chicago for a Heat Bulls game. And Dr. Jack got our cab driver in a conversation and, and, I jumped into it when, when Jack asked him, you know, are you a big sports fan? And the camp driver said, yeah, I love the Chicago Bulls. You ever get to a game? No, but I, you know, he's a camp driver. He says he loves listening to the games on the radio. And when he said that, my interest peaked. And I, I, I interjected and said, what do you love about listening on the radio so much? Because I'm a radio, I started in this business as a radio play-by-play guy. And I really believe that's the true art of play-by-play uh, when you're describing it on radio. But, you know, his response to me was, I love the radio announcer for the Bulls because he says kaboom. And I I chuckled at that. I said, well, when does he say kaboom? Well, on big shots, on threes. And I looked at Jack and I said to him, isn't it something, Coach? You know, all the information, all the knowledge you try to sort of disseminate during a broadcast. And what what the average fan really remembers, enjoys, appreciates are the spontaneous moments and, and maybe a, you know, a cliche or two thrown in and a signature call here and there. So that very night when the Heat played the Bulls, uh, probably back in 1994-95, I sprinkled in my first kaboom. We've been kabooming ever since. Mm-hmm. I have confessed my sin of, of uh, cliche theft from Neil Funk 
And uh, I thank him for it because it's a call that, that seems to have endeared itself to, to the basketball community in South Florida. And the kaboom has, has moved to the kibosh when Chris hits it. And uh, I hope it's fun for the fans. I enjoy it as well. Hey, Eric. Uh, Alex here. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that going into this interview here, we all agreed that if we could get you to at least say kibosh once, it would be a more than successful interview. You've said it four times without us even <laughs> attempting to get you to say it. So, and we just want to let you know that we definitely all enjoy you, especially watching you and Tony every night. And uh, it's been a pleasure for the past 15 seasons as, as Heat fans to just watch you and Tony do what you guys do best. Well, you know, Tony and I, thank you very much, first of all. Tony and I are, are so humbled and proud that, you know, we're the only two broadcasters in the league uh, where both of us are original employees of the franchise. I, I believe there's only seven or eight of us left with the Miami Heat that started with the franchise in 1988 and are fortunate enough to still be there enjoying, you know, the, the basketball of our lifetime. Tony and I have been broadcasting together for a decade, and we've been friends for 26 years. Uh, I think what you see is what you get. It's real. We, we love the game. We respect the game. Uh, we love the Heat, and we love being sort of, you know, unofficial historians and ambassadors for the franchise because we're out there. We're, we work for the Heat. We also work for all the fans, you know, not only in South Florida, but around the world that are enjoying Miami Heat basketball right now. And, yeah, I, I think we feel that obligation and responsibility that, you know, once you're a Heat player, you're going to be a Heat player for life and part of that Heat family for life. And uh, because we have seen every game in Heat history and, and we've known every player that's come through here and every coach, um, you know, it's sort of our, our bond and responsibility to keep those people sort of in the in the fans' mindset. We're going to always make either a former Heat player or any young guy that, that's come through South Florida and is in the NBA, we're going to celebrate your success. We're going to remember your Heat past. And uh, we're going to even enjoy the experience of seeing you you know, off the air and, and uh, just thanking you for everything you did while you were in a Heat uniform. So it's a great position that Tony and I are in. We treasure it. We enjoy it. We value it. And we're really enjoying every moment of, of this current run of Heat basketball. So, Brian, what do you think? <laughs> this is funny. Seamless transition. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's funny because we, we're going we're gonna to put in the sound of the interview after we do the show. So I basically said, here's the interview. I paused and stared at Brian for what was probably a second. And I'm going to ask, and I asked him, so what did you think of the interview? I enjoyed it. I liked how he called him your buddy. Eric, Eric's a man. Did I call him buddy? No, he called you your buddy. He's my buddy, man. He's, yeah. he's he, buddy. He's a, he was really nice. I mean, Eric, Eric is great. What he's done for South Florida and he's, he's just a real nice guy. I really appreciate him stopping by the show. And, uh, I, he, he let me replay it. I asked him, I was like, Eric, you can I play it on my podcast? Eric's like, sure. Of course. I don't mind. It's been great working with you, Giancarlo. So <laughs> that was Eric. Why didn't you ask him the questions in that voice? I, I feel like he'd at least one question would have been a fun. Part of me wanted to say, "Hi, I'm Fake Eric Reed. Eric, how are you?" Limited Fake Eric Reed. Nah, but he's been so nice to me. I don't want to. I'm gonna do it one time. Let, maybe lot, not right now, but he later did a lot on. Of favors. He, he did the Pineda interview. He went on air. He wasn't really supposed to go on air. Mm-hmm. So I, I really appreciate that. So uh, stay tuned. We're probably gonna get more interviews like that in the future. Yeah. Uh, I hope Cooper Moorhead joins our show again. Tim Grover, man. We got to get Tim him. Grover. You know, I'm gonna tr- if I win this fantasy basketball team uh, league that Tim Rose is part of, 
since I haven't still following me, I'm going to send him a DM saying my prize should be that I have you as an interview on my show. Okay, well. I'm, I'm going to try to get Tim Reynolds for you guys. Tim Reynolds. From the Associated Press. Um, stay tuned. Amari Stoudemire might Maybe. join the show. Tim Donovan rejected any interviews from the Heat. He declined me. Oh. Tim Donovan, head PR guy of the Heat, just douche. said no. Just kidding, not a douche. Very polite show, about I love it. you. Said no one allowed to listen. No one allowed to talk to the Heat. We've got a lot of requests from local radio shows. Which I wonder I call, why. I, I call BS on that. I wonder why. If the Knicks can get me a Mark Stoudemire, then damn it, you can get me Udonis Hazel. So there's an elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to go around the league right now. And uh, the much-anticipated Paul George talk. So You're going to have to tell me the story because I only heard really small details about it. So... He got catfished or he didn't get catfished? I heard both. He got catfished by a gay gentleman. Paul George sent him kissy faces. I heard that he knows this girl in real life. Listen, what was reported was a catfish. Okay. I'm just going to report. Who's reporting this? this oh, whoa. Nice save. Drop my phone. Wow. Almost. I wish we could have saw that. Almost. Like, everybody would have seen that. Because that, that was like, that was right-handed. He like, I want to talk about Paul George. Time. That was so nice. I wish I could see an Instagram play. Wanted to talk Paul George. Anyways. Paul George. Got duped. Got duped. Paul Hi, George. gay gentleman. I'm going to sum up Paul George's season. Okay. Dating Doc Rivers' daughter. Got a stripper pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Sent to man nudes. <sighs> Come on, Paul George. How old is he? Too old for that, man. Yeah, right. That's, that sounds like high school stuff. I mean, look at the face, kissy, kissy, kissy face. Oh man! I mean, Paul George has his lips puckered up. And let me tell you something. <sighs> and I'm sure that you, the audience, knows my take on on gay people. That you know, I my best friend is listen back five episodes ago. Right my best friend's gay. <laughs> totally cool. I support it. Been to gay clubs, been to gay pride stuff. But come on, Paul George. No. Funny and. You know, I don't know if it's true or not. It might not be. I'm just going to say Paul George played like crap the night that happened. The night that that got reported. Also I don't, I don't think any questions were asked about that. But man, that's just hilarious. And you know what? It's not even to Paul George because, I mean, I don't know him. Probably a nice guy. It's yeah. all the Pacer fans that like to talk so much about us. So much right? They make fun of our players. They make fun of Flop Dwayne Wade. They make fun of how feminine Chris Bosh is. Look at their damn player. Man, shut your mouths, Pacer fans. Like, shut your whole quiet. Mouth. Retweeted that picture of Paul George, the kissy face. Blue collar, gold swagger. Come on, man. What happened? <laughs> Don't make fun of us. If you're own to worry about. Your star player is impregnating strippers. And then pay a million dollars to get an abortion. He offered the stripper a million dollars to get the abortion. And she said, hell no. Why would she say yes to that? Well, we just offer a million dollars to have the baby. I mean, I would do that. Move. I mean, she's going to get probably over a million dollars in child support, right? Uh-huh. I mean, she's never going to yeah, have to work again. True. Smart move on her end. I mean, yeah, right? It's his damn baby. Poor, poor Paul. She George. was educated. Poor Paul George, man. Man, Paul George strippers at Tootsie's right here in Miami. <sighs> Getting them pregnant, trying to pay him one million dollars while dating Doc Rivers' daughter. 
then got catfished by a dude. I mean, that's funny. I don't even know what to think. I mean, just, that's that's just really sad. I feel bad for Paul George. I feel really bad for Paul George, but I also find that very funny. And boy, it's a long podcast today. This makes up for last week's podcast. I know, right? But we're pretty long. I want to I wanna close out the show <laughs> with some funny tweets of the week. Ooh, my favorite part. Uh, Pacer Nation tweets out, Raymond Felton's inmates must have showed him that shot. <laughs> and this is always fun making fun of the Knicks. Oh, man. Felton dove like he found a Twinkie on the floor. Okay. I like Twinkies. Um, Summer of Ned tweets out, Battier needs Jesus, which I just found very, very true and excellent. Yeah, he does. He just does. Mm-hmm. Um, at Chris Barnwall tweets out, Charlotte scored 69, LOL, points in the first half. Real mature man. <laughs> I found that real funny. <laughs> Why are you chuckling? It's a visual thing. Uh-huh. Uh, Ethan Strauss tweets out in my head the ref explained you're old and no one likes you when Fisher complained about getting that flop call and, and I only mentioned that because whoever saw that knows exactly what he's talking about you're watching Thunder games I mean Brian's not even like laughing at anything is I don't it? have MV league pass are these not watch funny the, these are all around the league stuff are these I'm not, waiting for the heat one are these not funny just waiting for the heat one, huh? I mean, we don't have a lot of heat ones. One of my uh, for a little final four for you guys. Go mine, you can find a bunch of heat ones. At Cosmos tweets out, I'd say Wichita State is operating like an NBA team on the break, but I've seen the Bulls on the break, so that's not really a compliment. Yo, he need to draft Clay Anthony early. What about that early guy? I love him. That early guy, man. I didn't know. Do you have? We have a first round pick. Did you know that? I did not know that Miami Heat number. Uh, well, well, maybe at, at Hot Heart Hoops told me. Yeah, and I looked it up, and never true. Little vulgar, but uh at substitute poppy tweets out, you guys really bukkake my mentions over that Norris Cole tweet. <laughs> that was funny. Don't Google that. Is this segment bad? Is me reading tweets bad? I feel like it's better when done in a different context. Maybe I'll add a sound effect after each tweet. Like a laugh track. That might be nice. We <laughs> might need that. Regardless, this has been the Heapie Podcast. I'm Jacarlo Navas. And I was here with Brian Goins. We got Heat Blazers now. Chris Bosch is a birthday. Happy birthday, Chris Bosch. And now, Miami Night, your fruits have paid off that you get to be sponsored after the great Eric Reed has spoken. Miami.night. Check them out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. They are your one-stop track for all your uh Electronic dance music. Yeah, and he once was doing with college football, but now has abandoned that idea and is just doing music crap. And for some reason, some small talk sponsors me and he does stuff, uh, Miami Night Wired does programs like Wired. Check them out on That's Facebook. That's a really fun show. It's a fun show. You can call in. They take callers. They play jokes. They have a, an Australian man with that accent. Beautiful accent. Very fun. Miami Night, you sponsorship has paid off. Yeah. You and Eric Reed are now in the same show. Soon it will be you and Amari Stoudemire, I hope. And Tim Reynolds. And Tim Reynolds. <laughs> and Tim Grover, maybe. And Tim Grover. Might lead the league in Tim's on our show. Okay, Tim Grover, Tim Legler. Gotta get Tim Hardaway. Tim Reynolds, now. Tim Hardaway. Oh, man. Man, that's strong Tim's. Gotta get Tim Duncan, too. Tim Duncan. Oh, Brian. Timmy Turner. Tim Turner. Timmy Turner.
that it? Is that our Tim's? Tim from the Bible? Strong. Is he still around? That is, is that it for Tim's? Tim Hardaway Jr.? Yeah. Next. Hey. Both of them on. I'll try to get Tim Hardaway Jr. and Tim Hardaway on. Tim team. Hardaway Jr. played for, uh, I think he played for no. Miami High. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sunset? I don't know. Regardless. Local products. Regardless. <laughs> lots of Tim's. Lots of fun. Check me out on Panther Sports Talk Live Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm going to be on on Wednesday. I'm going to be on on Friday. We hope to be joined by Andy Roddick and or John Isner. Also a possibility of Sydney LaRue making another appearance on FIU Media. Yeah. She might, the beauty and the uh, skilled Sydney LaRue might stop by. Michael Bradley, also a possibility. Amari Stottlemyre, as well as I've alluded to. And I'm going to work on Tim Grover now that Brian has given me the inspiration. I have a Roger Federer story coming out on Friday. It's about Roger Federer and his age and how he's fighting father time. Check that out. Uh, get quotes there from Djokovic and Lane Hewitt that I got the privilege to speak to, as well as Roger. I have my profile on Jose Pineda, which Eric Reed and Michael Biamane also put in their input for that. Check that out, FIUSM.com slash sports. That's already up. You can see me misspell the Pope and uh, <laughs> and uh, not capitalize Radio Shack. Find and, out why uh, the Pope was included to begin with. Our Twitter, at GeneAvis103. By Brian Goings and at He Beat Miami. We're still accepting requests for songs and parodies. And ideas, spoofs, ideas, songs, parodies. But I haven't got a single email from you guys, so what up? We're going to, I always say we're going to make it this weekend. I'm going to really try to get with Brian sometime this week. Been really busy with, um, do with it this weekend, stuff. man. Saturday. All our stuff. Saturday. Don't beg on air. Saturday. Don't beg on air. Check us out next week, and uh, we got a game to catch. So catch you guys later. How are you, buddy? Kabash, eat basketball. The headlines remind us daily: the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing, but you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com